going on, Hawks Nation? It's your boy, Mac from Hawks Fan TV here. As you guys can see, it's just me this week as Alex is a little bogged down with work, so he will actually not be on this week's episode. But for those of you that are big Alex fans, don't worry, he will be back next week. Um, man, what a roller coaster of a week it's been for us Hawks fans. Uh, it's been a little more lows than highs, but the highs have been pretty awesome. And uh, it's just like I said, man, it's just been a roller coaster of a week. So we'll we'll get into breaking down this week. Uh, but first, um, did want to go over some recent news that has happened here. Um, for those of you that uh, either have already seen or or maybe uh, saw from the actual Twitter account of Hawks Fan TV, uh, Hawks are currently interested in trading for Bohan Bogdanovich from the Pacers. Uh, Bohan is averaging over 21 points a game right now and would really just add a lot of offense for us, uh, something that we really need right now. Um, because of the contracts, I, I don't know who we'd have to give up. It, it, I, I, it, from what I've looked at, it looks like we probably would have to give up someone like John Collins for it. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would be willing to do that. Um, you know, I, I know John Collins, it seems like he's a part of every single trade, uh, rumor that, that is out there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up John Collins for, from Bogdanovich, um, even though it would be pretty darn cool to have both both Bogdanoviches on one team here in Atlanta, but uh, which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, there is no relation. I'm, if I remember correctly, I don't even think they're from the same country. So, um, so yeah, no no relation there. But it would be pretty cool to have both them on the same team like that, especially just the offensive presence and and um, improvement that Bohan could add to the Hawks. But like I said, I if from what I've looked at with with the contracts, we would probably have to give up something that I would think most Hawk fans would not be willing to give up. So I I don't know if that is, you know, a route that we want to go down. But hey, you know, it's it's definitely interesting, and um, the idea of having another uh, offensive wing player that could you know put up twenty one points a night for us, and obviously on his better nights be dropping thirty. So yeah, it's it's definitely something that you know I I, w- I wouldn't hate to have, but uh looking like what we would have to give up for it. I, I I don't know how I how I would feel about it. But um but you know Jay Crowder was was basically in the same rumors with the Hawks earlier this season and nothing came of that. So don't don't think uh if if I honestly had to put my money on it, I I, I wouldn't think we make a deal with Indiana on this one, but we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting to to see what happens. Um but yeah, like I said, man, roll, roller coaster of a week. It's uh, a a lot of losses, but you know some of the losses. I, I think we still looked good, especially more notably against notably against um the Nets last Friday. I know we were shorthanded, uh, and you know um didn't didn't play our our best at the end. And I'm really saying that because we we could have won that game. Um, I, I I hate that Bogey was hitting shots all night, but then at the end just couldn't couldn't get some of them to fall, but. Um, it is what it is. It's uh, I, I think it's very much proof that you know Trey Young and um, Bogey are are better than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess I I should I should make make sure that that is clear, guys. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, no, I it was it was a very entertaining game. Kyrie Irving had 11 boards, which is crazy. I think that was something that uh, kind of bit us in the butt a little bit there. But it's it is what it is. Like I said, we were. We were really shorthanded. Um, obviously, we lost to Jean Day the game before against the Knicks, which you know I don't I don't want to think too much into. I, I hate losing to the Knicks. They uh, as as 
some listened on our last week's episode. My brother is a diehard Knicks fan, so I I got a little more skin in the game than just you know that that playoff series from a few years ago. But um, you know, ne- never want to never want to lose against Knicks, especially in the Garden like that. And to get our ass kicked, it it was not fun. But um, you know, we did lose Ujante pretty much at the very beginning of the game. Uh, I I was I was personally hoping that it was kind of going to be the opposite of what happened the first time we were in New York. Uh, if those of you that remembered Trey actually went out, I, I believe it was it wasn't as early in the game. I think it was more so in the second quarter when he went out. Um, but when Trey went out, Dejounte put the team on his back like Greg Jennings, and uh, he won the game for us, man. So, so definitely hoping that Trey was going to do that. But hey, we've seen Trey do that at the Garden before, so um, you at least know that he has the ability to do it. Just was an off night, and it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure Trey would uh probably like to debut those King of Broadway shoes on another night, but it you know it is what it is, and him getting heat for that <laughs> don't don't want to see it, but I laugh because it's just kind of how it goes, man. If you win win shoes like that and that big of a loss, I think you're kind of gonna get a little a little smack talk, but uh it's 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 not not anything that we should really think into too much. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, and then, then, like I was just saying, our next game against Nets, again, shorthanded. But I, I, I thought we played a very gritty game. Um, there was nothing, and I'll kind of go on a little bit more of this later. There's nothing that Nate did that upset me in that game. Um, nothing that Nate's really done in the last week or so that's upset me. But like I said, I'll, I'll comment a little bit more on that later in the episode. Uh, but yeah, you know, losing to the Nets. Um, I tweeted it out from my personal account. Um, on Friday, and I, and I I did mean it at the time that you know I don't I don't think there is uh in a, in a professional setting I don't think there there are many moral victories um that it was it was hard to be happy with a loss because uh, I I did see some Hawks fans and rightfully so like I'm not saying that you know they they shouldn't feel that way but on Friday they were it's, you know for just lack of better terms still somewhat happy with the loss you know that we were shorthanded and we played as well as we did and and we competed the way that we did and. Um, like I said, when I'm laying in my bed on Friday night going to bed, I, I I wasn't super happy about it. But now that it's Tuesday afternoon and and uh, some time has passed, I I definitely um am a little more happy with that loss than I was Friday. It's it it's not a, a terrible loss. Um and you know moral victories they're I they're hard. I I, I think it's you know it's it's one of those things where it can help the team, but you know, at the same time, it's, you know, the the saying is more famous for the other end, a win is a win, but a, a loss is a loss. And I know the guys are are definitely still feeling that. So, um, so you know, it's for for that to happen. And then our next game be against the Bulls, which um very jealous of those of you in attendance for that game uh, with, with the Bulls. Uh, that that just looked <laughs> like the most fun game uh in, in quite some time for the Hawks. It was one of the one of the more crazy endings I've seen because you got to remember it's not just that AJ hits that buzzer beater. It's at the end of regulation. Um gosh, I think it was Derek Jones Jr. misses his second free throw to push it to overtime. Um you got to remember that Trey hits that shot with, with like a that 20 footer just nothing but net. It was beautiful, man. One second left on the clock. I, I don't know. It might have been longer than one second. But still, time left on the clock. Obviously, DeMar DeRozan gets it. And I, I felt pain for Bogey that he was the one that fouled him, man. You could tell Bogey 
was uh, going to take that pretty hard if the team ended up losing uh, and really going to take that loss as as his fault, which he shouldn't have. But I I, I do understand how how he feels that way in that moment. Um, and you know, obviously, man, he hits all three, and um, you know, they put the the half second on on, on the clock back up, and I I for one. I'm going to be honest, man. I thought there was no way. Game's over. Can't believe he hit all three. I was just hoping maybe a repeat of, like I said, Derek Jones Jr. Maybe he'll miss that last one. But DeMar, uh, just like AJ's got that clutch gene in him. So, nah, man, he's going to hit all three. And it was nothing but net for all three attempts. So, um, obviously, you know, at that point, I'm thinking, man, we're not we're not going to pull this off. That's, 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 that's crappy. You know, another loss. Wow, here we go. Um, and obviously, you know, Joe Prunty comes up with with the play call, which I I, I want to just comment on that real quick. You know, I I understand that you know in that moment, um, especially with us as fans not being super happy with Nate here, um, in the you know in in recent time, that that sure I I do understand those saying that man, it would have been nice to see Nate draw up that play instead of instead of Prunty. I I, I do understand. But we have to understand that that's what Joe Prunty is there for. Assistant coaches are not there to just wear a Hawks polo and stand on the sideline and cheer the team on like that. They they are there to occasionally call plays, uh, suggest sets to run, um, and you know uh, encourage the team and 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 whatever it may be like that. That's why they have that staff. So me personally, the fact that Nate was able to realize that. Um, and this is me assuming, which which I shouldn't, that Nate actually drew up the first play. So we don't know that. It could have been Prunty that drew up both plays. But Nate draws up that first play with Trey inbounding, which I, I do want to comment, you know, a little side comment on people that seem to be a little confused by that, that, you know, no, you want Trey on the floor. I understand that Trey is is a superstar. Like, you, you, you want him on the floor. But Trey also physically is not the most imposing person ever. And when you have less than a second left, no, it, it's not going to be that Trey Young somehow gets wide open 20 feet away like he did for what should have been the game winner before. It is more than likely going to be a, a tip in or something like that, right? Like we saw with AJ where he turns his body, catches it midair, and then 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 shoots the ball in, right? So, something like that. So I actually think Nate was, was, was smart for having Trey be the inbounder, not only because obviously Trey is going to be a better passer than a forward would be, but he's not going to be able to body up somebody um, like a, you know, a Ford could or maybe even a guard that's a little bit bigger like A.J. Griffin does. So um, so so just just wanted to comment on that. But obviously, to continue my my original point, uh, you know, Nate, to have the, um, you know, awareness of the situation to realize, you know what, I actually am not feeling super good about my play call let me throw this one to Joe and see what he can come up with. Um, and, you know, Joe, Joe was able to uh, draw, draw up that play. If I remember correctly, I, I should have looked at it before. I, I think he w- referenced a, a play from seven years ago or, or something like that. It, it, it was a very cerebral uh, move by, by Joe Prunty on that one. So in turn, it is a cerebral move by Nate, 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 you know, delegated that responsibility to Joe Prunty in that moment. And I, I think Nate deserves a praise for that. It, 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 it's um, pe- people just need to realize that, that Joe Prunty is there for a reason. And maybe just maybe the reason for that night is that he's going to drop the game winning play. So 
Um, just, just want that to, you know, I, I, I just want it to kind of explain that a, a, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's that, that play was obviously incredible. I think it just showed the just massive, uh, you know, ability that AJ Griffin has to not be scared of the moment, obviously against the Raptors, you know, and you know, the Raptors, he did hit that game winner, but guys, he was, he he went off in the fourth quarter um, against the Raptors and, and late in the game. Like I, I tweeted out, I, I, it looked like his dad, I couldn't tell if his dad was scared or proud. And, you know, I, I say the scared cause it, I, I think his dad was like, look like, man, my, my, my son can be a superstar in this league. Like if he keeps this up, like, I mean, it's AJ Griffin looks like he has unlimited potential. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Um, I, I think it just showed a sign of good things to come. Like, obviously we lose the next night in Memphis, but you know, I'll talk a little more on that. I, I don't think we should have ex- been expected to win that game. Um, but you know, you got Nate hug and Trey and that, that hug for those of you that, um, maybe saw the picture that Alex tweeted out from the account or even just saw it, you know, in, in the moment, it, it looked genuine, man. It, it looked like it was a, an actual hug of two guys that have not had the easiest last month and are just so happy to get that win. Like AJ in his post game, um, like why he's still on the court, his little post game interview uh, mentioned how, how bad the Hawks wanted that win. So um, I don't know, man, it, it, it certainly could have been a heat of the moment kind of thing, but it didn't, it didn't look that way to me. Um, so I, I, I hope it's a sign of that Nate and Trey have, kind of a you know mended some of their problems and and maybe we can get past that and and um continue to move forward um you know you also so all the teammates just be super happy they're they're always so happy for AJ and I know part of that is his age but um you can just tell by his presence on social media and his interviews and the way his teammates talk about him AJ just seems to be just just such a genuine kid um, and I couldn't be happier for him. Um, I, one of those people that, that, you know, truly, truly deserves all of the good things that are happening to him right now. So I, I, I hope it keeps up. And, you know, as I was saying, man, it, it, that, that, that clutch gene that he has, it's a very real thing. It's, it's something that I, I truly expect, man. I, I truly expect in the playoffs, whether it's, um, you know, a game winner or just late in the game uh, for AJ to hit one of those big shots, man. I, I, I truly do. I truly do. The, the, this kid is special. Um, you know, we, we've seen plenty of people fizzle out after their first year or two. So obviously that is to be determined, but right now, man, I I'm, I'm really excited about AJ Griffin and uh, what, what he can bring this team. So, um, but yeah, man, it's uh, a, <laughs> The roller coaster of the week, because like I said, you know, we're we're we start in New York against Knicks. We we lose to Jante. We kind of get our butts kicked. Um, then, you know, two days later, we're playing against the Nets and um, a little bit more of a better feeling after that loss. Because, you know, we were shorthanded, but we we played really hard. Bogey played a great game. Trey played a great game. Um, then, you know, the the peak of the week we hit, we uh, play play the Bulls on Sunday. We win that that in dramatic fashion. And then the roller coaster's got to come back down, and we we lose to Memphis um, yesterday, which was Monday. Um, 
in pretty a pretty pretty large fashion. <laughs> it, it was one of those games that you know when when the starting lineups got announced, I I knew we probably weren't going to win. Um, you know this this is no secret, but it, it's I think it's a pretty well known thing at this point that role players play better at home. So uh, really, the point I'm making is I do think that could have been a home game for the Hawks, and we probably would have won. You know, it's I don't think it's anything to think into. These seasons are long. You're going to lose games. You know, it's it's been a roller coaster of a week and a roller coaster of a season for the Hawks so far. And it was last year and it was the year before. And really all I'm saying by really all I'm getting at by saying that is, you know, unless you're one of these 72 and 10, <laughs> 73 and 9, I think your season, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. It's just how it goes with with these incredibly long seasons that, you know, the NBA and the MLB and things like that have. And I mean, even the NFL season is, is pretty long. So, um, so it's just, it's just how it is where, you know, I, I, I think we, we have some great opportunities in front of us. So um, I'll, I'll comment a little bit more, more on that later. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't think the Memphis loss last night was something to think into too much as, as, as a fan base. Um, you know, I actually thought I saw something that I liked out of Nate last night um you know to get to give the man the credit where it's due uh you know we we sometimes as hawks fans have have gotten on to nate about not calling timeouts when he should maybe not having his teams back when he should like the whole idea of getting that technical or getting ejected to show your team your players that you would you'd go to war for them you know you'd get ejected to to let so the referee knows that that was a bad call or whatever it is right um, you know, maybe there's been times in the past where we don't see a lot of that out of Nate. So, you know, there, there was a point in, in the game against Memphis. It was pretty early in the game. It was in the first quarter. Um, uh, I believe it was, uh, DeJounte, DeAndre Hunter is, um, going for a drive, the basket. He gets a shot blocked. Uh, Jaron Jackson, I believe was the one that blocked it. It was clearly a goaltending. Like even the announcers on, on the, the broadcast are saying like, wow, that was clearly goaltending. Like how'd they miss that? Um, Grizzlies actually turn around. They have numbers. So they hit a three on a fast break with Tyce uh, Jones right after that. Um, and, you know, Nate calls a timeout. Nate calls a timeout uh, for more than one reason, obviously. He calls timeout. They're going on a little bit of run. Um, and I'm saying that because at that point it was an eight. They had an eight-point lead. You know, they hit they hit that three. Now they're up by eight. Call a timeout. That's what I'm saying. I, I've, I've watched every single Hawks game, it feels like, in the, in the last couple of years. Nate in the past doesn't call a timeout when it's an eight-point lead. He waits to let it get to a 14-point lead, and then he calls a timeout. So it felt good to see him call a timeout to kind of, you know, get get that run and that that momentum stopped for the moment. But he also called the timeout because, I mean, obviously I can't see what he's saying as I'm watching it on TV, but he starts jawing at the referee. And he's jawing at the referee because he's he's letting the referee know that you missed that goal 10. Like that should be point that should be points for my team, my player. Um, so yeah, man, it felt, it felt good to see, to see Nate get heated like that. Um, to see him call a timeout when it, he probably should call the timeout. Um, it, it felt good. So I, I, I understand, you know, Nate gets criticized for things that he rightfully so is criticized for. So, um, I, I, I don't want to sound like Nate deserves no criticism, but, um, if we are going to be as critical as we are of Nate as a fan base, I do think we need to give him the credit when it's due because, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I understand the criticisms, but we, we do need to recognize that, um, you know, he is seemingly making improvements. And, and a lot of this is again, same thing to be determined. So we'll, 
we'll see what happens. But right now, I, I do think some of the heat on Nate should simmer down a little bit. Because, um, you know, let's let's just be real, guys. You know, especially last night against Memphis, um, against the Nets as well. Like, guys, we, we were missing wide open looks, you know? Like, our you know, our, our, our perimeter shooting is awful. And if you go back and watch every single three point shot, a lot of those are, it's, 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 it's good ball movement. It's, it's an open shot and we're just not hitting them. And uh, as, as much as, you know, some people within the Hawks fan base may not want to admit that that ain't on Nate guys, it's not Nate's fault. Um, If we're not hitting open shots, that's nothing that nothing the coach can do. So um. I guess all I'm saying is I, I do think if the Hawks were shooting a little bit better uh, as a team than they are right now. Obviously I don't think Nate would have as much heat. And uh, because of what that is, I, I don't think he should get heat for that. That's, that's all I'm really saying. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster for, for the Hawks. It's, it's, you know, it's been a roller coaster on Hawks Twitter because obviously, you know, we're we're an emotional fan base, and I love that about us. We're we care, you know, we're we're a fan base that truly cares. So obviously, there are going to be emotions behind it. Like I, I, uh, I, I said, I, I, I've said to Trey, I've said to Ray Young, Trey, Trey's dad, like Trey. I mean, Ray, you got to remember, uh, us, us, you know, most passionate fans are also the craziest. So it's. It's we we care and I, I I see nothing wrong with everyone caring and and wanting the same thing. With that being said, man, we got to remember we all want the same thing. So uh, let's try not to be as divisive as, as a fan base on on Twitter. Um, obviously, everybody's entitled to feel the way they want to. I'm not telling anyone to do anything. I just you know want us to be uh, one a little bit more of one group again. Because man, there's. And I get it. That's what happens when your team struggles, especially when we didn't expect to have these struggles. I know that's, you know, like I said, it, it's we're an emotional fan base and there's nothing wrong with that. So and um, it, it's it's OK. I just I'm, I'm, I'm hoping as maybe the Hawks get a little more on track that uh, we we can all can all, all be one big happy family again. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll get you guys out on this, um, you know, the roller coaster of the week. Uh, it looks like. The roller coaster of our season should be uh, uh, on an incline here because seven of our next eight games are against teams with a 500 record or worse. And actually, only one of those teams has a 500 record, and it's currently the Indiana Pacers sitting at 14 and 14 with us. So, honestly, it very well could be that by the time we play the Pacers in in a couple weeks, that they are no longer at 500; they are below it. So. It, it very well could be that, you know, seven of our next eight games are against teams that are below 500. So with that being said, this is obviously a great opportunity for us to right the ship a little bit and, you know, kind of correct this season a little bit. Um, even with us still being down, a couple of our guys, you know, DeJounte is still out. John Collins is still out. Both of them are day-to-day, though. So um hoping that both of them are, are are back this time next week. So we'll we'll see what happens. But, you know, the more favorable schedule that we have going forward, it's definitely something that, you know, we we should and can be excited about. Um, I, I it, it's it's very obvious what 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 it is as an opportunity. But I, I you know, don't want to, you know, <laughs> play devil's advocate or anything, but it can it can go both ways. It can be an opportunity for us to write the ship, but it can also be an opportunity for us to you know, maybe split those eight games or maybe go three and five or 
God forbid, two and six, you know, so it's, it, it could be an opportunity for us to ride the ship, but it also could be just as much of an opportunity for us to get on a very slippery slope and find us, um, you know, a, a few games below 500 going into the new year. So uh, it's December is going to be a pretty crucial month for us, but I, you know, can look forward with, with confidence knowing that, you know, we, we do have a favorable schedule going forward for the next couple weeks here. So hopefully this, this time next week when Alex and I are both recording, it's a little more positive. I, I kept it pretty positive today because, you know, sure we lost last night, man, but I'm still riding that high from AJ's shot. That was just one of the coolest, one of, one of my more favorite moments maybe ever as a Hawks fan. So that was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up on that guys. As I said, Alex will be ne- back next week. So those of you that are big Alex fans do, do not fret. He will be back. Um, but yeah, guys, it's uh looking a little more, a little more favorable for us going forward. We should be getting some of our guys back and should be a somewhat fully healthy squad, which when we are a fully healthy squad, we can, we can, we can run with anybody in the league. And if we're playing our best, we can, we can beat anybody in the league. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's go time. Definitely is. We need to win these games, but you know, it's very doable. And I think our confidence should, should, should remain at a, at a relatively high level as a fan base. So um, let's, let's all, Keep our heads up and, and know that those brighter days are definitely ahead. Um, and, you know, definitely just want to thank you guys all again before before I do let you go for the support of, you know, the Twitter account, HawksFanTV, the podcast, uh, all of our articles. You know, we have a very talented team of writers here at, at HawksFanTV. We actually just added a new one. Um, he's incredibly talented and super excited about some of the work he's going to be doing for us. So uh definitely just be keeping keeping an eye out for that stuff guys we can't thank you enough for the support and uh what what it means to us so um thank you guys and uh as always go hawks